You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We'll be joined in just a sec here by Mark Porter and Bill Curlick. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of all your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I am one who suffers from insomnia incredibly, so this is a valuable thing to know. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself, something most of us are trying to achieve. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bucknuts today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bucknuts. Let me bring in my guys here who always help me out tremendously. It is Mark Porter. It is Bill Curlick. Gentlemen, we are amidst football season. We will have plenty to talk about from the recruiting front, and we will actually start with these guys' thoughts on the win over Indiana. If you check the site, as you will every Monday, we had Buckeye and the Sky, Mark's video feature that he does this time on the game. We give about 10, somewhere between 7 and 15 plays, depending how it goes, and we break them down and let you know what happened with the eye and the sky because it does not lie. Now, Mark, you had a chance to break it all down. There are people who, and we discussed this before the show, if you ever wanted to know why we call them Buck Nutters, you just be around this weekend. 23 to 3W. There was some angst. Think about it this way, people. It could be worse. You could be Clemson. Um, good gracious. For a second, think about that. Think about what it's like to be Clemson right now and come back to yourself and you'll feel much better. Mark, having done the breakdown and thoughts, do we need to run Kyle McCord out of town or can he stay? <laughs> yeah, it, it's buck nutters or, you know, I think they're entitled to want the best from their team because they expect the best, the, the bars at the top. And if there's not perfection, that that's what we do. You know, like we start nitpicking a little things and we worry a little bit early and uh, all the coaching cliches are true this week. Uh, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. Okay. Uh, the biggest improvement will be from week one to week two. Okay, that's always something that happens. Uh, as I watch that tape, all of the normal 
preseason jitters, preseason mistakes, uh, things that happened in that first game. We talked about it on a podcast last week. Uh, the first game of the year for the Buckeyes on the road, the, sometimes they're not winning at halftime. There's been a history of that. It's a slow start. Uh, it's another Big Ten opponent, not Youngstown State or Mac opponent. Okay. Uh, Indiana, we got to give them credit. Number one, that defensive end for Indiana, he made three or four plays, and it didn't matter who the other team was. So they, they had players making plays. That all being said, little missed footwork things here, uh, reads that were a split second off, you know, a tick off. Maybe things were happening a tick quicker than you saw in practice, and the game speed wasn't there yet. Uh, let these quarterbacks and other players calm down a little bit, and you're going to be fine this year. Okay, there's there was accuracy issues. There was things that you can pick apart. But guess what? There's a whole group of men, 85 guys are on scholarship that are looking at this film, too. And they're going to work harder than you guys are to fix these things in practice this week. I mean, these guys are this stuff gets addressed. And, and that's where you see the coaching at Ohio State. I saw a comment on the board. Like, I thought we brought Fry in to fix the O-line problems. Well, give them a chance to watch a game under live bullets and start fixing things. You know, you, as you're going through practice, uh, how many times you tell your kid to clean his room? How many times you think Justin Fry said, do this in practice, and you assume it's going to happen? I, I know I told my uh, left tackle that he needed to do this on this play. I didn't realize that he didn't understand that yet. I thought when he shook his head yes that day, he understood it. But when I saw the game film, he doesn't quite understand it. Now I can address that. And so something that simple is a lot of this week one stuff. Uh, physically and speed-wise and all that stuff, we're fine. Uh, I, I didn't really look at the tape or watch the game and, you know, cringe that, you know, Indiana's just so much bigger and faster than us. That would be the cringe-worthy moment as a fan. Like, hey, we're supposed to have players that do that. We're supposed to have linemen that look like that. And that's not the case even a little bit. It's – it's very correctable stuff. Uh, you can't correct size and speed in one week, but you can correct footwork, ball placement, timing, uh, things that make you look inept. I mean, when those things are off and you're three and out, you look like you don't belong in a Big Ten stadium, let alone, you know, the, the power five tip of the spear. Okay, I'm sorry. I know people don't like some of my digressions, but you made me uh, bring one out. When my son played quarterback in the fifth grade, we had a kid move into town who literally looked like the blind side. I'll just put it to you that way. I can throw some pictures up here. The difference between him and the rest of the team is similar. For, he's our left tackle. First scrimmage, uh, we run a play, and then they come back to the huddle. It's one of those scrimmages where they let the assistant coaches stand behind. I say, all right, on the next play, I don't want you to block the tackle. I want you to go to the next level and hit the linebacker. And he says, okay. Next play comes. He runs in the opposite direction and get. And he comes back to the huddle and says, you don't know what a linebacker is, do you? And he's like, I have no idea. So, yeah, listen. But, but, yeah, very good fixed. point there. I, I like the way you put a point on that. But that's it. Sometimes you, in practice, nod at each other and you're like, this kid knows what I'm talking about. And I know from coaching and just having kids, yeah, Dad, I didn't know what an oil change was. You've been driving this car for how long and you don't know what an oil change is? Where did that, you know, so those gaps in logic start to get cleared up in the first couple of weeks. And yeah, that, I like that story. For all peewee coaches, this was our one rule. Do not leave the huddle if you do not know the play. I'd rather, because kids don't want to speak up one of 11 and say, I don't know what to do. Yep. Don't leave the huddle without knowing the play and they're still going to do it. All right. We digressed heavily there and hopefully people enjoyed that on a Monday. 
Bill, your thoughts on Ohio State. Ohio State will now not be recruiting any five stars, I assume. They're going all <laughs> two and one stars because their image has been blown, correct? <laughs> Precisely. Uh, and again, we jest. Um, my first thought was after, you know, looking at a lot of the comments of people and and talking to different people, don't come to too many conclusions too quickly. And I think people jump to a lot of conclusions right away. It's the first game, and it is against a real team. We were not playing a directional school. Now, I know Indiana is not a great team, but they are not a directional school either. They have Big Ten players out there. They had, I think, 23 transfer portal guys. Um, that was a recipe that Michigan State used to great advantage a couple of years ago. So um, I think you want to – Give it a little time and don't jump to too many conclusions right away. Uh, for instance, I saw people lauding the Ohio State defense, and, and, and it was almost like this defense is going to be great while the offense is going to be terrible this year. Now, based on the track record of Ohio State the last few years, realistically, how likely is it that Ohio State's offense is going to be horrendous this season and their defense will be great? I doubt that's going to happen. And I thought uh, Cardell Jones had a really poignant tweet. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. He said he thought back to when C.J. Stroud began his career at Ohio State as a starter Everybody was really upset about how Ohio State played against Minnesota and didn't win by enough. And C.J. Stroud, they were almost ready to run him out of town. He turned out to be pretty good. I'm not saying Kyle McCord is going to be the next C.J. Stroud. But again, let's not base everything on one game. Let's give it a little more time. And unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, a little time is going to be three weeks. We're not going to know anything for sure after Ohio State plays Youngstown State in Western Kentucky when we're going to get a good read on how good this Ohio State team is and how good Kyle McCord is, or Devin Brown for that matter, is going to be after the Notre Dame game. If you look back also at football just in general, the first game of the season, and I think Tom Allen, the head coach of Indiana, was interviewed at halftime or interviewed – his goal for that game was not to get blown out. They had no interest in making an attempt to win that game. He even talked about it. We've got to extend the clock. We've got to run the ball. Also, they spent the entire offseason knowing Ohio State was their first game and not, not wanting to get blown out. They spent way more time on Ohio State than they would have spent on any other opponent. Um, I, I have a feeling Ohio State will look much better next week. Obviously, yeah. it's it's – you know, a lesser opponent, but look, I'm a Cowboys fan. You remember Dave wants that went and coached the bears that year. They beat the Cowboys in the opener. I think they went like two and 14. The Cowboys won the super bowl. You can't make too much out of one game when they've been spending the entire off season looking and scheming for it. Go ahead, Mark. No, you're right. And I, I was going to say something that was going to take us on a, you know, diversion there, but this, this first game of the season, I looked at these first three or four games as a block. Like, I was going to evaluate that whole thing as a block. The opponents aren't that great. Bigger body of work. Get rid of these limited sample sizes where a quarter goes sideways or a three and out happens, and that's the judgment. I, it, 
you're right. After that Notre Dame game, that's when we start to panic or worry. But please, let these guys go. You know, there's new looks. I mean, if I'm Indiana, I'm showing Ohio State something they've never seen before. Yeah. I'm throwing curveballs. And then a credit to Ohio State to, you know, handle those things in the first half and get things going. Okay, hey, they're in a 6-2. They're in a bear defense. We thought they were going to be all 3-4 today. We thought they were going to be man. We haven't seen man all game or whatever it was. And then when I broke down that, Indiana had eight or nine guys in the box giving these quarterbacks a cloudy picture. And I don't know how often in defense the scout team's allowed to freelance and just linebackers all over the place, up in gaps, back and forth, to really give those quarterbacks that uh, I don't know what's happening at the snap of the ball. But let's give these quarterbacks a little break here where there's NFL guys. There's going to be NFL rookies and and NFL second and third-year guys that are going to struggle in the NFL in the first week of the season. So – for uh, any any college quarterback to come out of the gates week one and oh ball placement oh you know holding the ball okay that's that's par for the course that's par for the course for some great quarterbacks selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all in one e commerce platform to their in person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15% better on average compared to other. Other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game it's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com Listen, uh, and I can, and I understand the expectations um, affect us tremendously. If you spend the entire offseason, and we did it too, talking about how you have the best two receivers in football, et cetera, and you go out and they don't put up numbers, it's going to be disappointing. Less, you know, here's, less- here's what I was going to say. Is when we watched the spring game, all it was was kind of spreading the ball around to different guys and seeing what they could do and making sure everyone got touches this game plan may have been more like that. Like if it was a Super Bowl or we'd be going to Marvin Harrison for 10, 12, 15 targets and feeding the beast. And you'd never work your way to looks for Fleming and Stover and other things, but it seemed like there was a decent spread or, you know, like, but I wouldn't say the game plan was grab the jugular and go after him. It's like, let's see what we have. We we need to run the ball. We need to do this. We, 
we got to get some different backs, touches, you know, do they fit the role they think we're going to have? So there's so much going on there. It's, it's by far from a later in the season game plan where you're really synced up and you know who you are yet. Well, I don't think we still know who we are. I think that's fair. Um, and we'll be getting into all this as we go. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Youngstown State on Thursday. I'm not sure we're going to do a complete breakdown um, given the inequity of the matchup. But like I said, people, if you need some therapy, as this is a theme here, you can either, either use better help or you can go look at Clemson and uh, do the strength of comparison. You do not want to be Clemson today. Um, although I will say Duke has a couple pros on there and that can, that can highlight uh, your effort. I digress. We are going to take a little break here and I'm going to actually read ad number two because it's very important. Um, and it is from, hold on a sec here. All right. It is from our next partners, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. If a comprehensive, if a comprehensive solution, good gracious, is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. That's drinkag1 backslash bucknuts. Check it out. And I will say this, this is not, this is not BS. My wife has started using all this stuff and speaks super highly of it. So take it for what it's worth. William, we were talking before the show. You were at a Ohio high school game. <laughs> we're getting spammed by uh, Olivia Abigail here. If you could see in our thing, it's ridiculous. But anyway, and you saw who you said was one of the fastest running backs you've seen in Ohio in some time. Tell the people who that is. And when and where he will take the ball for Ohio State and run rampant? Well, that would be Marquise Davis, a 2025 running back from Cleveland Heights. They were playing at Hudson on Friday night. It's a matchup of two good teams. Uh, Cleveland Heights ended the game one and one, and they had lost to a good out-of-state team um, the, the weekend before. And Hudson ended the game two and zero. Oh. Um, it started out kind of shocking fashion, at least to me, it was uh, before you knew it halfway or so through the first quarter, it's 17 to nothing Hudson. They had got uh, a touchdown right away. They blocked a punt and picked that up and ran it in for a score. Just like that, it's 14 to nothing. They went down, uh, got a field goal, 17 to nothing. And uh, the fans on the Hudson side, uh, when Marquise Davis would carry the ball, were chanting overrated. And I said, I don't know if I would be doing that just yet. Not so, a good first quarter chant. Yeah. Sure enough, the next time Marquise Davis gets the ball, boom, 60 yards up the middle. It's 17 to 7. Uh, a few series later, he gets the ball 
at his own seven-yard line, goes into a pile of uh, defenders, and all of a sudden you pop, he pops out of there and you see him running up the sideline, 93 yards for a touchdown, and it's 17 to 14, and there were no more chants from uh, anybody about him being overrated. Properly he is the real rated. deal. Yeah, they don't send that a lot. Yeah, he is the real deal. He is really fast. I broke this down a little bit, uh, discussed it in my column on Sunday night. He's very fast, very fast, but he's more than that. I mean, he's he's a, a ball of muscle. I mean, he can move the pile. He can get skinny when he needs to and get through creases. Um, he can break tackles. Height and weight, he, Bill. Uh, he's about 6'1", 190 pounds. Mm. And he's a workhorse. I compared him to a faster Mayan Williams. When I saw Mayan Williams his senior year, he was a workout horse, carried the ball every play. Well, Marquise Davis plays almost every play of the game from scrimmage. He plays not only running back, but he plays outside linebacker too. And he doesn't get many plays off. And in the fourth quarter, when Hudson came back and made that game a close game, they drew, they drew within uh, uh, seven points, fourth quarter, no, 10 points, fourth quarter. He, um, he carried the ball almost every play on a drive that kind of put, somewhat put the game away. Well, um, Hudson scored again after Marquise Davis took uh, Cleveland Heights down to score. Hudson scores again, and he's got to carry the ball every play almost to kind of seal the deal. So we're talking about a kid that's playing. I told him after the game, that's one of the best two-way performances I've ever seen in person. I mean, he just came, kept coming at him play after play after play. And I said, you've got to be in spectacular shape to do that in a high school game at that level. Um, where he's going to end up, hopefully Ohio State Buckeye fans, but he's going to take his time a little bit. He's going to evaluate schools. He wants to make sure that um, uh, he likes Ohio State a lot, but he also wants to make sure that uh, he's going to be at a school that runs the ball and, 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 um, Hopefully, Ohio State can convince him that they'll run the ball, too, and he'll be a Buckeye, hopefully. But uh, he's really good. I'll say that. Mark, your wife was there filming, and you said she said, fastest guy she's ever seen in person, Doug Shepard. Faster than Robert Smith? What do you think? Different kind of back than Robert Smith. Robert was an upright runner. You know, he had a long stride. He might have been more of a build-up guy. But I remember Robert more in the NFL with the Vikings just being yeah. so – yeah, Flyer. dominating quickly. Yeah, he was – and I think he was a little bigger, you know. And the uh, first thing I was say, I remember Marquise Davis when he was at Glenville. And he was running there. And the, I remember when he was probably 5'10", 5'11", 170, 180. And all the talk was he's probably going to be a safety or corner. Uh, no doubt he's got the speed. But, boy, the, the six over six foot and the getting close to 200 pounds is why he's, a you know, five-star, a Buckeye, a top-of-the-line type player, because now he can be a running back. Like, a lot of times these guys that are lighter, they're not pounders between the tackles, but the film we're going to show you is going to be built, set up perfectly, a, a nice blend of ramming into piles, you know, pounding the feet, getting those extra tough yards, but also you give him that seam. It's not a 20-yard gain. It's six points. Then uh, we're kind of glossing over Brandon Caesar, who was at that game also. He's another player that you know, blow off some tape of, and it seemed like it was a quieter night for him, but regardless. the defensive end from Cleveland Heights that also got an Ohio State offer recently. Yes, sir. I should, yeah, I should uh, expound on these things right. when I bring up a name. I forget not everybody 
is as recruit nerdy as us, where when you hear a name, you automatically remember the school position and the class of. But yeah, there were there were two guys there that night that will be featured on our breakdown this week. And of course, I saw some great games also. Yeah, go ahead. Who'd you see? Okay, I'll tell you. If you want me to go into mine? I bring it. I uh, I'll do this for everyone who doesn't know who Maurice Douglas is. Head coach at Springfield High School. They won a state championship last year. He was an NFL player. And one of my favorite things about him is he was on the All-Madden team. So he was a heck of an all-defensive uh, back for the Chicago Bears. Uh, I don't care if you made All-Pro in the 90s. If you made the All-Madden team, you were good in my book. Uh, he used to coach at Trotwood Madison, and they won state championships. And he was going back to Trotwood Madison to be inducted into their Hall of Fame and honored at halftime or whatnot. So I was like, hey, let's you know go to the game. And, and I think if I asked you guys now, who do you think would win that game? Springfield. You know, they're a bigger division. They just came off a state championship. Uh, St. Edward, Mark. Oh, there you go. Before we get a lot of St. Edward people chiming in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. St. Edward Springfield in the state championship. In a bigger should... division than Trotwood is even in. So, yes, they're the favorite. Go ahead. Yes. Very, very good. I keep thinking you get to the state championship game. You're almost like a winner to me. I kind of yeah. consider that sometimes. Regardless. Uh yeah, the score is uh, 21-14, and Springfield's down late in the fourth quarter, and Springfield mans up. They drive the whole length of the field. They go down there and score, and I'm getting ready for overtime, and the uh, kicker misses the extra point. Yeah. So, Trotwood Madison pulls off the upset on a missed extra point at the end on Maurice Douglas's homecoming back to his stopping ground. So, there was a lot of drama. Now, we don't care about that stuff. So that's a digression. Uh, the players on the field, Aaron Scott. They didn't throw his way. They, I mean, I watched it the other side of the field. In Trotwood, Madison, I know Kerry Ivey's their offensive coordinator. Uh, if you remember some of those great running backs they had, uh, the little guy that he was Mr. Football. And Hard they line up in the – yeah, they line up in the eye, and they just slam it into the line of scrimmage. I don't know if they passed it, you know, 10, 12 times, and those passes in no way were directed at Aaron Scott. The tackle for uh, – Trotwood Madison, Jamil Atkins, I said 6'7", 250 pounds, tight end going to tackle. He's a work in progress. I don't know if he's – he's probably maybe 250, 260. I thought he may be like Emil Wagner from uh, Wayne a few years ago. Yeah, the long, skinny offensive tackle that kind of came from tight end. He's on that track, but he's no nowhere near as far along as Wagner. So, But as I bring up Wagner from Wayne – St. Vincent, St. Mary uh, was in town to visit Huber uh, Heights, Wayne. Checked out the quarterback, Tyrell Lewis, the receivers. A lot of great players on that field. Uh, the quarterback, Lewis, is going to be a guy I bet you Ohio State looks about because he's mobility, but he didn't have his greatest night. Again, St. Vincent, St. Mary in the first half went up 11-0, and that's the half I saw. Uh, later on, the, the score was, I think, 25-11. to Wayne came back, but I didn't see the comeback, so – if I would judge those players off just that half, much like an Ohio State fan against Indiana, I'd say, ah, Terrell Rose and the other receivers. The receiver I came to see got hurt on the second player of the game. Someone hit him low and knocked him out of the game with a knee injury. You know, so I didn't get a good judgment on him. So that's the life of whatever. And tragically, uh, one of the students at uh, Wayne High School in the band was struck by a car in front of the school right before the game. So, you know, there was a big hubbub out in front of the school with police and ambulances. And, I mean, it was just 
there's there's a feel for my Friday night. It was kind of crazy. Uh, so Akron Bookdale versus uh, Menor Lake Catholic on Saturday. Cross Nimmo, Nimmo, N-I-M-M-O. I'm not sure how I say that, but 6'5", 220-pound tight end. Caught a touchdown pass for me, class 2025. He's a guy that I'm penciling in my tight end group that he'll be up there. So he'll be on the breakdown. Akron Bookdale had some athletes, mostly seniors. A kid headed to Kent State. I'm not going to digress too far down that rabbit hole, but – yeah, pretty good week two for me, or week three for me. And like you said, Mark, will have a video coming on what we saw over the weekend, midweek here, and uh, we will do that as well uh, weekly. Bill, what is up for this weekend? Youngstown State, I don't think, is the major visit weekend of the year for Ohio State. I could be going off tangent there, but um, they, they will have some guys in this weekend, I assume. Or is that a mistaken uh, assumption on my part? Yeah, I think the thing that helps, you know, obviously it hurts that they're playing Youngstown State. That's not a game that the recruits are going to flock to. It does help, though, that it's the opening game of the season, yeah. home opener for Ohio State. So that helps. Um, there'll be a young man, as long as he makes it, as he is anticipated to make it, that I think we know a little bit about. That man is a five-star wide receiver, Jeremiah Smith, is – is looking to be up to Ohio State this weekend. He was at the Florida State game, by the way, this past weekend, but he's, you know, he's continued to take visits, what do we say? Uh, but he is supposed to make it to the Ohio State-Youngstown State game this weekend. And anytime you get Jeremiah Smith on campus, you want Jeremiah Smith on campus. So, uh, and the man we talked about, Marquise Davis, is going to be at the game. Uh, Buck Nutters, I would not expect the commitment again. He's telling me that, you know, he's going to go through the process and take visits and all that. But you can still hope. But he is going to be at the game. He told me on Friday night after his huge 337-yard rushing game that he's planning to be at the high State Youngstown State game. Um, an interesting guy that uh, is someone to keep an eye on that is going to be at the game is Maxwell Riley. He's a 2026 offensive lineman that Ohio State offered early, very early. And I know Mark has seen him. He's really good, too, and he's going to get a lot better as he goes. And he likes Ohio State a lot. So getting Maxwell Riley on campus this weekend for the opener is important. And there are going to be a lot of the Ohio State commitments. And I'll be, I'll be running down as the week goes on other guys that are visiting. But right off the top of my head, those are some guys that you want to know about for this weekend. Well, there's a good Tuesday show for you. There's a lot of chatter on here about Ryan Day lying to Devin Brown. I think that's a real stretch. If you start trying to parse out what you think was said behind closed doors here, you are going down a wormhole, dog. Let me tell you that. Um, there's more pressure on Ryan Day than there is on anybody in this show or on this thread to get things right. And he's probably doing, I would assume, what he thinks is the best for the team. It's not a soap opera. It's not uh, a television show. He's trying to win. So some of this stuff just gets a little screwy. And also, what they say behind closed doors, man, you don't have – we don't have any idea what was said specifically to those guys. I'm going to tell you guys this once and for all. When someone is standing in front of a microphone and speaking, you got to take what they say with a grain of salt. That's a public relations deal now. They know that if they screw up, they're on Twitter or YouTube in 15 seconds. So just just let's let it play out on the field. Um, 
I would also say that Dave's track record for quarterbacks is pretty good. I'm not sure people remember what it was like in the Big Ten or at Ohio State for quarterbacks. We had some good ones, but there were no NFL quarterbacks picked in the first round for, what, 15 years? And now Ohio State has had the first-year starter under day. Each one has gone to the Heisman ceremony. We need to chill, okay? Go look at the ratings. Kyle McCord had a better rating than any of these other first-year starters. Let's just chill. If he doesn't come through, believe me, they'll change it up and uh, go from there. But it never ceases to amaze me, and I actually have to appreciate it because this nuttiness has put my children through college and bills, I might add. And uh, Marks will eventually go to college on the nuttiness. So we appreciate it. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.